0: level contractor podcast yeah, I'm talking about Mountain Dews baby coming at you
1: every Monday at 7am 30 minutes or less no bullshit eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy
0: we're helping small businesses and construction companies be more profitable with better leads and better systems we'll do it live do it live I'll write it down. And today I've got Greta Wittenberg from Creative Endeavor on. How you doing, Greta?
1: Hi, I'm doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me on.
0: And today we're talking about why now is the best time to push on your construction brand. So Greta, I know that you've done a lot of branding in your day, so I wanna just talk, give the people a little bit of an overview. Um, We're gonna talk about what it is, what does it do for you, when is the right time to do a logo refresh, we're going to talk a little bit about why brand helps in a downturn what else is important reputation and specialty and yeah and then we'll just talk about anything else you want to talk about related to brand works for me so what is branding
1: well i think that you said it right that Branding is is something that we really want to focus on, and it is different than just a logo. So let's let's figure out what that distinction is. So when we talk about brand, it's the customer's perception of your company in their mind. And so every time you have some kind of touch point with that customer, it's it's impacting your brand essentially, basically how they think about you. And so that can be in many different formats, like because touch points are, are everywhere associated with it. So it's your website, it's your social media pages, it's your video content, it's your brochures and it's your logo. So as you can see, a logo is just a piece of your brand. It's a very important one because it's a symbol that kind of encompasses your brand and brings it all together. But it's important to remember that it is just a single piece and I think it's, it's important to remember that so we don't blow the proportion, blow out of proportion what a logo is there for. But mm-hmm. I guess, why it matters uh, when we're talking about logos and brands and and why that even matters is that having an established brand makes so much more of an impact for your business than just having a single symbol for people to grab onto and so when you really cater your brand um, around how you want people to perceive you it's going to go a lot farther than just having a single logo
0: that makes a lot of sense so when it comes down to it what does branding do for a company.
1: Well, the number one thing that you're trying to do is make sales easier, and I think that's that's a combined reason why why any business would would want a brand because ma- making sales easier just um, is something that we're all striving to do. Yeah. And I guess there's there's two paths that you can do to make sales easier. It's how many potential customers are coming your way and how many customers are actually going with you. And so mm. basically how how a brand helps is with that second part. Yeah. It's, it's increasing the number of clients who actually move forward with you. So how does your brand do that? Well, one way is that it helps meet the expectations of your customers. So customers are looking for things from you and that can be your credibility, or your experience or your price point. And so if you have say, if you're a high-end um, re- home remodeler and, and your brand looks high-end, then you're able to meet that expectation of um, who are you looking to service and is that me? So one way to get more people to move forward with you is to meet their expectations. Second way is by your brand being consistent. So mm-hmm. if your website and your print materials and your shirts and your truck wraps and everything that you have looks, looks scrapped together and they all look different Then people might perceive that the services that you offer and the products that you offer are also going to be scrapped together. So that's having often that of
0: right? Like, yes, I, we, we've all True. experienced that. That's you're <laughs> looking for. Those little signals about the quality of a service or a product. And you've experienced that before where you, you notice, Hey, this truck wrap, the logo is different than the, the email that I got. So I'm a little concerned now because you've experienced that before where somebody wasn't as professional as you thought they should be. And it was related. It's not necessarily always the case, right? You could have bad branding and still be the most amazing service provider in the world. It's just one of those signals that we use. It's kind of like somebody's outfit. Do they have You know something on that makes them look professional you're just using these little hacks in your mind all the time you judge people is what you do absolutely we have to judge people (laughs) and brand is how people judge companies
1: so you're right so sometimes it's not just an impression that someone might be scrapped together sometimes it actually does equate to they don't have their stuff together so Mm -hmm. so if you can if you do then you should definitely push that because it's not true for every company so having that consistency is pretty high and a high priority and I, i think the last thing i want to say on that is that the housing industry in general is a very aesthetic industry people are hiring you because you're going to be making something look great for them and if your presence doesn't look that great, then it kind of shows that you don't care as much about the aesthetic. And that's mm-hmm. the main thing that you are impacting for them, an yep. aesthetic of something in their house. And so you wanna that show sense. that you care about the aesthetic and that will translate to you care about how their product, their result, their remodel is going to turn out. Ideally, it's gonna look awesome. And they're getting that hint from your brand right off the bat.
0: That's a great way to put it. When is the right time to do a logo refresh?
1: Well, that is a good question. I guess just to back up a little bit, um, you know, your brand used to be just you. Like if you think way back when, when someone would come into your store, like you were your brand, how you interacted with that customer was exactly how they perceived you because they're interacting with you. But now in such a digital era, we have so many things out there that are representing us and representing our brand. And like we talked about before, it's your website, it's your social media, it's your marketing materials. So I guess a, a few ways um, to know and, and signal when it's right to have a rebrand um, is is when your logo doesn't match the quality of your price point or your services anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it might have at the beginning, but if those things change, then then your logo should change to reflect that and so if it's not, your, uh, your brand is actually hurting you in a way because it's not portraying the right message of what you do and who you serve. Um, another reason to that, um, that you'd want to rebrand and, and change up your look is that you're looking to signify a change, so if there's a change in ownership or the services you offer or the quality. Um, and, you, and you really want to get that out there and get that message to your consumers, a logo is a very eye-opening way to do that because it's, it's pretty obvious um, and it can look very different compared to what you have. So just, just kind of um, being that introductory um, message and way to get so that out to people, a logo, yeah, go ahead.
0: So if you just lowered the quality of your service, you should make your logo just look like a shack. A Ramshackle uh, back. <laughs> you gotta decrease I, the quality of the logo if your services have recently just gone down. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry.
1: I don't know if I've ever heard of anyone seeking to <laughs> portray that they are decreasing the quality of their service.
0: Yeah, probably not a but, common thing. But it does <laughs> it does push home the point just around Hey, if if your current services are amazing, but your website looks like the equivalent of a shack. Don't assume that people are gonna know just by seeing your truck drive by that you're a high quality provider.
1: Absolutely. It's definitely something you wanna get out there and not something that you wanna hide. And so again, a logo is a good way to to keep to get that message out yeah. there. Um, so a third, a third reason why you would wanna change up your look or rebrand would be because um, it just looks aesthetically outdated. And I think that when you have a brand that looks relevant, it it shows that you are ready to to work with the people of today's market. Like Mm -hmm. you you understand their needs and where things are trending and you're in on all of that and they don't need to be worried that your services are gonna be irrelevant or old fashioned. Mm -hmm. And your logo can can hint to that if it looks aesthetically modern of today.
0: Yeah, and I think more so than ever like uh, B2C, B2C companies, like people that serve just regular homeowners more than ever need that. I think I see a lot of commercial construction companies that have kind of weird, outdated logos but it doesn't seem to matter as much to them or something because there's, there's some big companies that have horrible logos, it's actually sad to be honest. and. Yeah, I don't know why, but it seems like uh, people that sell directly to consumers, uh, not to other companies, seem, seem to have better logos. Probably just because I of the amount of times agree. people have to see it. You know, those, those companies have really good logos. Think about yeah. the like soda companies in the world have really good logos. Um, did you know that Pepsi paid $2 million to have their logo tilted on its side? it's a crazy story that's a lot of money yeah they they had a they had a like a stack of papers like 200 pages long for like their explanation the branding company so i don't know i guess i i would be a little bit curious just from your point of view like okay so there's one extreme right ridiculous really expensive crazy branding company that it's just too much money and people are Sometimes stupid, and they spent it. Whatever. They're just throwing away money. It was Pepsi. And then on the other hand, you have people that go to like these these websites where you just do like a um, a contest, and yes. and yep. there's like they're throwing out all these logos, and and they don't really get to know you, but they throw out a lot of logos. So the logo tends to be a little less meaningful and like really built with you. Not definitely not artisanal, but they're super cheap. So like where should people be thinking like kind of in between those ranges? Like go go throw it on a contest website for dirt cheap? Or, you know, obviously most of the, the companies that we're talking to here, small business, mid-sized business, growth oriented mm-hmm. companies are not gonna spend two million dollars. So where what should people be looking for in a quality service provider and why shouldn't they use those dirt cheap contest websites?
1: So I, I guess my response to that is that, generally, the more money you put into into a rebrand and a logo process, usually what you're paying for is is the research. How mm-hmm. much research do you want someone to collect about your company, about your competitors, about the market, about mm-hmm. where things are going? So I and I don't want to say that that. <laughs> Two million is um, is anywhere near as much research as you need for a smaller company <laughs> yeah. with a smaller target market
0: yeah.
1: um, to spend. Because yeah. I don't think that that's that's very realistic. But let's look at the size of Pepsi. It is massive. Yeah. It is yeah. it is a international company looking to reach like the world. And so, so maybe yeah, percentages more research wise, that goes not into that it. Crazy,
0: crazy.
1: Maybe right. But then if, if we go to the the flip side, um, through things like uh, Fiverr or 99designs, again, the people perceive that as, as not necessarily being a bad thing because you still end up with artwork. You still end up with something called a logo. Mm-hmm. The main difference between that is that I think the majority of the research just comes from your name and then what comes to mind. Yeah. And if, you know, when you invest only a small amount of money. Yeah. And I think that the best middle ground is, is finding that price point where they're still going to be looking into who you are because they're looking to show that in authenticity. They're looking into your competitors so that they can see what the market is showing but also differentiate you from that and they're looking at your target markets so you can directly communicate to those people. Yep. So, finding that middle ground with with that amount of research, but obviously, if you're not an international company, you don't need, you know, a, a astronomical yeah. <laughs> research in that area. That middle ground is your sweet spot. Yeah,
0: I think that's and good.
1: And usually I don't think that that as much comes from the contest area or, or the $5 logos yeah. because it just doesn't enable that much research to go into something like that. So
0: that makes sense. And you might end up with something that looks like 50 other logos out there. And Hey, because yes. basically I think a lot of times those people are like using like a set, like a set of things that already existed to make your thing. So you're going to end up with something that looks exactly like some other company over in Wisconsin, and that's not good. You don't want to have the same logo. There's the, there's obviously a benefit to having a somewhat unique symbol that represents your company. Now Absolutely,
1: to, but at the same yeah. point, hang on, I, I just go, have go one more it. point. Yes, well, please. I mean, while Pepsi can afford to spend two million dollars <laughs> on on branding, yeah. um, I know that there are some people who who like, like if you say a price point that's above $100, that's that's a lot of money for yeah, them because yeah. they're just starting out, right? Yeah. And it might not apply to as many businesses that, that we're interacting with because they're more the mid sized they're already established, all that jazz. Yeah. But if you are just starting out, I really don't wanna knock some of those resources out there because yeah. sometimes you just kind of need a symbol to rally around until oh, you can invest the money to have There you go. It. you know what There's I
0: mean? There's something to be said about <laughs> being scrappy in a good way right those things and and yeah i say that when when what's an individual like when my friend was starting his house painting company or whatever like hey however you can get this done get it done it's not maybe appropriate to engage a professional designer right now like you know but maybe go on 99designs or something you know what i mean so there is an appropriate point but then there's another point where you you want confidence. You want the confidence to know that you did the right thing. That your <laughs> yes. that your brand isn't like hitting you at the ankles, you know, because people yep. see it and and see another a logo that looks like the guy was you know in a different state. So I want to touch before it's, we get done with this. It's definitely a balance. Yeah, yes. I want to say a couple things about thriving in a downturn, because I know that uh, there's a lot of concern right now. I believe that we're not going to be, you know, I who knows? I have no idea. But I don't think that we're going to be in <laughs> inside for uh, much more than a month from now or whatever, but we'll see, right? Um, in an economic downturn, in a downturn, there's there are companies that get hit. And there's also opportunities that come up. And I think brand, so I have three things that you should, that help a company thrive in a downturn. One is brand. You want your brand to be memorable and stick in people's minds. You also want to be top of mind. And frankly, like if you look at like Facebook ads and things like that, the the cost per click is down 30 cents right now because people have drawn back their budget significantly because they're they're kind of protecting okay. themselves. But if you're able sure, sure. to kind of maybe it's good to at the beginning of something like this to uh to kind of pull in a little bit protect yourself but then if you see opportunities as as those opportunities come out then you have resources to go hard on those op- those opportunities i think that that makes a lot of sense brand is a huge one you can spend money to push on your brand to to build your brand to get a proper logo to push into that to really get something solid to reinvent yourself, whatever it happens to be. Two, I think reputation is huge. So a lot of companies should be investing in their, their reputation right now. If they haven't got 10 plus five star reviews on Google, they should spend time and maybe even money figuring out how to get those. Like there are a lot of software options out there for getting more reviews. Uh, roofers can use Pulse M, it's an amazing, amazing tool. Um, it, it allows people to do text messages back and forth between the roofing company and the, the client. Um, I just talked with a guy today from a company called Trust Mary, uh, which is basically a really easy way to get video testimonials from your clients. So oh, wow. that's, that's another awesome way to increase your reputation. Um, Trustmary.com, it's actually originally a uh, company from Finland, and the guy is over here now uh, just trying to get it started, so he's giving out really good deals for the platform. It's an awesome uh, small expense to increase your reputation. Video testimonials to me are like number one as an option to increase your perceived authority with your ideal customer because if they see somebody like them that enjoyed your your services and they're just saying a few genuine words about it how how much more is that persuasive than anything you could ever say
1: being in a technological age first your reputation was just based on on someone's interaction with you yep. and what they think of you based on that and now exactly. that we've got so many other touch points and and you know things representing your company out there your reputation is based on on what, what other people have said about you more than yep. ever before. Absolutely. And so having those reviews, and especially those those video reviews, which I can imagine would be a lot harder to like fake or buy, like I could just see the genuine nature of those. Yeah, exactly. And I think that that, that would be astronom- astronomically helpful. So so that that's awesome. Thanks for letting me know about that. Yeah,
0: that. It's, a, it's a very cool tool. I just got a tour of it today, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool.
0: And then- Check that out. Third, I just want to say specialty, and these are things that are cheap and, and free or not not free all the time if you're doing an amazing logo, but you know, pushing on reviews can be very cheap, pushing on
1: yes, little yes. video
0: testimonials with your clients doesn't have to be crazy expensive, and then third with specialty, hey, where have your best projects been? Who have they been with? Who do you like the most? How can you tighten up your message around those people because Essentially, specialty is, is, yes, it takes a while to kind of niche down, and you don't want to do that quick all the time. Like, you definitely let right. that kind of come <laughs> naturally, but then as you see there's opportunity here, go go into it and push towards those ideal customers because then your message is tight. Then your message isn't, like, I, I, I just remember my old marketing agency that I worked for that was just like, do you want more leads, or donations, or sales for your product, or service, or, you know what I mean? Like, or non-profit? It's like, how many things can you say, and then it's not <laughs> right. very tight at all, and then you're sitting out here, No, your message isn't resonating with anyone, because they don't know if it's for them. They need to know Absolutely. if it's for them. And if you have a specialty, both on the product or both on the service you're offering, and in who you're talking to, you're just much more likely to to resonate with them. And it does it does get scary a little bit because you're cutting out things. <laughs> a little bit. I, I remember when I said I'm not going to do e-commerce, I I scared myself because I'm like, do I really want to turn down these leads that are coming in? Yes, it's okay because then you can refer those out to somebody. That person's going to refer business to you. You got, you, we gotta stop pretending like, especially in an economic downturn, we gotta stop pretending like we're really all that separate. Um, I wanna refer business to you. I wanna make sure that you survive. I wanna survive. I want these other people around me to survive. Frankly, I want even the, my competitors to survive. That you know, these other agencies, I want them to survive because you know, if I wish ill on them during this time, I might get hit by the same bust that they do. So I wish... Well, and
1: it makes for a healthy market, too, I yeah, think. Yeah, exactly. Having, having a variety of options kind of all pushes us to, to keep getting better and improving. Exactly. And if there was only one of us here, like, I don't know where that push would come from.
0: Yeah, and I want to be part of what that group, too, and, it, yeah, I like I like that. You always see restaurants kind of, like, cluster up, too, and it's good for the area. And,
1: uh, right, right,
0: right. Yeah, I just think their specialty is a huge, um, a huge thing to both increase the quality of your messaging, but also increase the amount of referrals that you get. Because when you say you are cons- you know, you do marketing for construction companies, it just makes it way easier for somebody to refer business to you, and that's what a specialty does. If you say you do it for small businesses, I mean, to be honest, no one cares. And, and that's, <laughs> right, that's right. true, like when, when you have this loose specialty, It's just gray noise in somebody's head when you talk to them. But when you have a specialty, it's tight. I know who to refer you to when I talk to a construction company. And you want to keep that niche loose enough, but tight enough. Yeah.
1: Right. If you mentioned that, you, that you're working with construction companies, that's actually going to bring a picture to someone's mind of a construction company. Yeah. Like It actually makes it a lot more real and tangible yeah. to grab onto versus just saying small business owners because yeah. there's no image that goes no. along with that for people to grab onto. So yes, being exactly. specific means that you're actually going to get something attached to that versus just more of a, a blank slate, I guess. <laughs> 100%.
0: So my suggestion during this time is to I, I believe it is good to trim back unnecessary expenses, but then when you see surges in the market, when you see opportunities to push into digital marketing, to push into these opportunities where you see when others take a break, because it is true, you know, you'd kind of ask, hey, why do you do those LinkedIn videos? Why do you why do you do so? I just do it pure attention. I want as much attention for our company <laughs> as possible, and attention is really scarce these days. It's scarce. So if you can get some attention, especially for 30 cents less on the dollar a click, it might be the right time to push into the, some of those digital marketing things that you've been slacking on. Absolutely. So, Greta, how can people find you online?
1: Well, and go to my website, which is creativeendeavor.com. There's only a one E between creative and endeavor. And you can also find me on LinkedIn, uh, both under creative endeavor, as well as Greta Wittenberg, my personal page.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining me. And everyone, thank you so much for listening. This is the Next Level Contractor Podcast, coming at you every Monday, 7 a.m. No bullshit. Very minimal bullshit. And hookagency.com, hookagency all over social, and talk to you next week.